Hey, hey, sister, let's get ready to lace up and level up because we are hot girl walking and talking. I'm Maggie, your host and hype girl, and I am so honored to have you here. Y'all, happy Tuesday. I hope that you're having a great day. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being here today, choosing to take time out of your busy life to come hang out with me, level up, empower yourself, and change your life. You might be sick of me saying it, but I am not going to stop cheering you on and reminding you how valuable and how important it is to take time for you every single day. You have so much going on in your life right now. You've got your job, you've got school, you've got your family, you've got house projects, you've got grocery shopping, you've got cleaning to do, All of these things could easily take precedence and we could absolutely say, well, I've got X, Y, and Z to do, so I'll just listen to something empowering later, or I've got to take care of all these things for all these other people, so maybe I'll start my new exercise habit tomorrow. Maybe I'll go on my hot girl walk tomorrow because I don't really have time today. That's what most people do especially women, we put ourselves on the back burner because we think that we don't have time or we don't have the worthiness to take care of ourselves because we've got to take care of all these other things. And I totally understand that concept because I lived in that mindset for years where I had to put everybody else first and I couldn't even think about taking care of my own physical or mental needs because first, I didn't think that I deserved it, But also, I didn't think that I was worthy of taking time out of my busy day because then it took away from all the other things that I needed to do. But here's the crazy part about this whole concept. When we put ourselves on the back burner and we choose to put everything and everybody else in front of our own needs, it's not really sustainable. It's almost impossible to be the best version of ourselves for everybody else when We're not taking care of what we need to take care of on the back end. So I know that you want to give your best to everybody and you want to be your best for everything in your life. But if you're not truly taking care of yourself, if you're not taking time to become the best version of yourself, eventually you're going to become extremely burnt out. You're going to be exhausted. And a lot of times what happens is we become exhausted, we get to that burnout point, and then we become irritable. And then the same people that we want to give everything to, we want to be our best for them, those same people are usually the people that we take out our irritability on. We don't mean to, but we're exhausted. And instead of giving the best version of ourselves, we feel like garbage and we take it out on them. And you don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. So instead of running on empty and putting ourselves on the back burner, what could change? What could happen in your life if you decide to take time for yourself every single day? No questions asked. 15 or 20 minutes every single day where you say, this is my time. I deserve this time and I know that doing this is going to make me better, not just for me, but for everybody else around me. 
And that was the game changing moment for me because I've always been a people pleaser. I've always been somebody that wanted to be everything for everybody else. And then I just completely ignored myself. It was very detrimental to my own health, but because I was a people pleaser, I wanted to help everybody else. I realized that the only way I could truly do that long-term was by taking care of myself and by showing other people that they deserve it too. Cause it's not just about taking care of our own physical, mental health needs, our spiritual needs, but it's about showing other people that they deserve the same thing. So if you've got a family member who's really struggling right now and you're trying to be there for them and be their support, wouldn't it go a lot further to also show them that you are taking care of yourself mentally and model that behavior for them so that they can see what it looks like? The same thing goes if you have kids. If you have kids, you know that they are watching you all the time and you want to give them the world. So what if you showed them what a healthy workout routine looked like by doing 15, 20, 30 minutes of exercise every day, going for a walk with them? You know, I talk about going on hot girl walks. This podcast was born for hot girl walks. Take your kids on your hot girl walk. If that's what you need to do, to get them involved and show them something healthy and get your steps in, absolutely, take them with you. Get pumped about it. I know that you want to be everything for everybody else and I feel that, but I also know that you deserve to feel good inside. You deserve to change your life for the sake of changing your life. So if you are on your hot girl walk right now, if you're out there moving and grooving, I want you to make this the best hot girl walk ever. I want you to pick up the pace, pull your shoulders back, adjust your crown, and get into that moving and grooving. Girlfriend, you are doing something amazing for your body, for your mind. Make it count. Even if it's 20 minutes, which is what I'm asking. These podcast episodes are 20 minutes so that you can move your body. Make it the best 20 minutes of your day. And I want to give a quick shout out real quick because, you know, we talked about celebrating our successes, really, really allowing ourselves to feel that joy that comes along with doing good things. And one of my clients recently applied, got accepted, and next month she's starting her bachelor's degree in psychology. And I know she's nervous, but I'm so proud of her because I know she was terrified to hit that submit button. I know she was terrified to say, yes, I'm going to do this. And you know what? She did it. I'm so proud of her. She starts next month. So if you have something that you want to celebrate, and I know there's always something to celebrate, I want you to hit me up on Instagram at Magalonius or shoot me an email, Maggie at weprevail.biz and let's shout you out, sister, because not only do you deserve to celebrate, but it's more fun when we celebrate together. All right, let's dive right into everything. So today we are talking all about habits because I have realized that when I talk about consistency, when I talk about habits, that's basically my entire business. When it comes to helping women, my job is helping you become the best version of yourself, level up and become consistent and build habits that are in line with the best version of yourself and who you're choosing to be. And the first thing that I want to say about this is I think we are very hard on ourselves. 
I hear it from women almost every single day where they tell me that they just can't get consistent, they have terrible habits, they don't know how to change them. And here's what I want you to know. You are doing better than you're giving yourself credit for. Just the fact that you are thinking about it and wondering how to make it different, that is huge. Most people go about their day and they never think about their habits. They never think about doing anything different than the day before. So because of that, each day ends up looking almost exactly the same as the day before that and the day before that. But once you become aware that you want something different and you are choosing to be and do something different, that's a huge part of this. That is magical. And I don't want you to downplay that because if you downplay it, you're basically telling yourself that it's not worth celebrating. It's not worth moving forward with. So I want you to get excited because even if you feel like you have nothing figured out right now, that's not really true because you've already thought about making the changes and you're doing what is necessary to learn and move forward. And I think that's incredible. So let's get down into the nitty gritty of habits. What is a habit? How are they formed? How can you break a habit? And is that even possible? And all the other questions that come to mind when you think about habits. Right now I'm reading a book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. I just started it yesterday, but it's super interesting. So if you are into reading, highly recommend it, even though I didn't get to the end yet. And I'm already going to recommend it because I'm really intrigued by what he's talking about. And if you're not somebody who's into reading, that's totally okay. I'm just going to break it down here. I have a lot of people tell me that they love to read. And then when I ask them what they're currently reading, they'll say something like, well, I actually haven't read anything in a while, or I have this book here, but I haven't really touched it or whatever the case might be. Some people just aren't into reading. So instead of getting mad at yourself and beating yourself up because you're not into reading, just listen to the breakdowns, which is what I'm going to do here. Something I find really fascinating about habits is that the reason that our brain forms habits is because it doesn't want to constantly be working. Could you imagine how overwhelming it would be if we didn't have habits at all? Our brain would be on overdrive all day long trying to figure out what to do next. And because it doesn't want to do that or it shouldn't have to do that, the brain creates habits so that it can kind of turn itself off, which I've talked about this before on here. The reason that most people do the same thing every single day is because their life is on autopilot and they have these habits that they're not even consciously thinking about. They're just going through the motions. Their alarm goes off at the same time. They brush their teeth and shower in the same way. They pull their car out of the driveway the same exact way. They take the same route to work. These are all habits, but they're not conscious habits. But the reason that the brain is using them is so that it doesn't have to think. Do you remember when you first started learning how to drive? Everything took a lot of effort where to put your feet, how fast to go, how you were turning. And now a lot of times we don't even think about how we're driving, which could be kind of scary, but that's the brain's response to creating that habit. So it doesn't have to always be on high alert. So I want you to think about it like this. You already have a very strong set of habits in your life. You might not be aware of them or you might not be thinking about them, but you are more than capable of creating habits because they already exist. 
and the part of the brain that's mostly responsible for creating habits is called the basal ganglia, which if you're a science nerdy person, that sounds really cool. Maybe you're not. Just so you know, it's a very tiny golf ball sized looking thing in the middle of your brain. That's what controls your habits. So you are more than capable, girl. Now we just got to learn how to incorporate and build the habits that you want. And when it comes to building a habit, there are three specific things that need to happen in order to form the habit, build the habit, and then make it part of your daily or weekly routine. You're probably going to hear my cat meowing in the background. So that's Mazers. Uh, and she gets very upset when nobody's paying attention to her. So you're going to hear her meowing and I'm just going to let it happen. Okay, so the three stages of building a routine include the cue, the routine, and the reward. The cue is kind of like a trigger. It's the thing that alerts your brain to start the process of whatever habit it is. The routine is the automatic behavior that gets triggered by the cue. It could be physical or it could be mental. And then the reward is the benefit that you receive from that specific routine. So the reward is the positive reinforcement, and that could also be physical or mental. So at first, when we start implementing a new routine, we're trying to build a new habit, it can feel super overwhelming and it doesn't feel normal or automated because it's not. It's something that your brain needs to get used to. So when your alarm goes off first thing in the morning, what do you do? What is the habit that is already there? Do you hit snooze five or six times? Do you get out of bed and go into the bathroom? Do you get out of bed and go right downstairs and start making coffee? Think about the routines and the habits that are already in place. Once you start to pick them apart, you realize that everything, almost everything that you do throughout your day is based on a habit and it has a cue, a routine and a reward. And a lot of people get very discouraged because they start to build in a new routine and they start to try to build a new habit, but because it's not already automated, they feel like it's not worth trying or they get discouraged and they give up. And it's so critical to understand that building a new habit takes time. Our brains want to do as little of work as possible. But once you start to implement a new routine to create a new habit, that takes a lot of effort on the brain's part. So of course it's going to tell you, nah, just don't get out of bed and go work out. I know you said you were going to do that, but just stay in bed where it's warm. Just keep doing what you've always been doing. So I need you to accept and understand and even get excited about knowing that this is going to be a challenge. And because it's a challenge, that means you're going to feel so much better when you actually build the routine. I think it's also important to understand that when it comes to habits, you can't actually break a habit. That's not a thing. So when somebody says, I've got this terrible habit, I really want to break it. We're kind of setting ourselves up right there because we can't break the habit. That's not happening. So instead of thinking, I need to break this specific habit, try shifting your focus and your mindset to I'm going to replace that bad habit or that negative habit with a healthier one, a more positive one. And this is part of the reason that it takes time to build a new habit because a lot of times we are trying to replace 
a negative or unhealthy habit that's not serving us. So it's going to take time to replace that habit because it's already ingrained in your brain. It's already part of your routine. So replacing it and building a new and stronger cue routine and reward is going to take time. And here's the cool thing. We don't actually need to change every single part of a habit in order to make a new habit stick. So let's say you want to become a person who wakes up every morning and the first thing you do is that you go work out. Whether it's at the gym or it's in your spare bedroom, wherever it is, you decide that's who you're going to be. You're going to wake up as soon as your alarm goes off and you're going to go work out. So the cue, your alarm going off, that's probably already happening. You probably already have your alarm set to go off every morning. So the cue can stay the same. Now we just need to focus on reprogramming the routine and the reward. And one of the ways that we can do this is by creating a habit ladder. I didn't come up with the habit ladder. I read about it on some website, maybe betterhumans.pub, but it is a really good representation of how we can use a ladder or the, the visualization of a ladder to build new habits on top of each other. So you already have your cue, your alarm goes off. Now, the old habit, the one you're trying to replace, says that you hit snooze five or six times and you stay in bed. So the cue is the alarm, the routine is hitting snooze, the reward is that you get to stay in your warm bed. Now let's look at it with the new habit in mind. The cue is that the alarm goes off. The routine is that you get out of bed immediately. You go work out. And then the reward is that you have a healthy breakfast. Maybe you get a shower, whatever it is, or you just feel good, right? Because I've never had anybody tell me that they felt worse after a workout. So you can see that it's still broken up into those three parts, cue, routine, reward, and the cue stays the same. So now we're just focusing on changing the routine and the reward. And yes, it's going to take time, but I promise you, if you continue to call yourself out and you focus on building a new cue, routine, reward system, you are going to build a new habit. And I know I mentioned the habit ladder, so let's talk about where this comes into play. All right, so you've got the idea. You know that a habit is formed by using a cue, a routine, and a reward. Point blank, period. Now, where does a habit ladder come into play? So this is especially helpful if you're doing something where you're first doing it in the morning or you have to do it at night. It basically just allows your brain to stack all of these different things on top of each other, basically building a ladder so that you get to the goal that you want to get to. So let's use the same example. Your alarm goes off. Now you know that you need to get up and go work out. How can you use the habit ladder to get there? Let's say the night before you put your workout clothes on top of the toilet and you put your running shoes at the bottom of the steps and you've got your headphones ready to go. Now you have everything set up. So the night before you got yourself set up and then in the morning when your alarm goes off, when the cue happens, now you get out of bed, you go into the bathroom, immediately you put your workout clothes on. Then you go downstairs, you put your shoes on, you grab your headphones and you go work out. Now you are teaching your brain that there is a very specific process between when the alarm goes off and when you actually do the routine, which is working out. It could also extend past 
the routine. So if you already have your protein shake in the fridge ready to drink, you can grab that as soon as you're done working out, and then you go back and you get in the shower, and then you continue about your day. So the habit ladder is allowing us to stack all of these things on top of each other, but it also gives us a very clear path. So here's what we really talked about today. Building a habit takes time. It is going to take time and that's exciting because that's how you know it's going to stick. We can't actually break a habit. So instead of focusing on breaking a habit, let's instead focus on replacing and building new healthier habits. There are three parts to a habit, the cue, the routine, and the reward. And you can use the habit ladder to really carve a path so that you know that you're doing all the right things in the right order to get to the routine and then get to your reward. I know this was just kind of a crash course on building habits, and I'll probably talk about this more because when it comes to habits and building consistency, y'all, that's my jam. And I want you to feel empowered that you can make these changes in your life because you can. You already have certain habits in your life, a lot of them. Now we just get to incorporate the ones that you want. I absolutely want you to take all of this new information, start applying it today, get pumped because the future is in your hands. Send me any questions that you have and I will catch you on the flip side.